This is for the nerds. This is for the brainiacs. This is what we deserve. Go ahead and play it back. You ain't gonna touch me. You're not gonna do nothing. You are not above me. I bet you wish you was me. I know it. I know. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Only Friends Podcast. I gotta tell you, today is gonna be a real, real shit show. Uh, we've just had like, oh, I don't know, two, two and a half hour pre-production meeting, perhaps. And uh, we landed on exactly zero topics. It was mostly me trying to hide pubes in the thumbnail. <laughs> I, one of these days, okay, you guys, this is a joke between me and you. So every time I make a thumbnail for this show, I try and hide pubic hair somewhere in it. And Berkey's job is to find it. But one of these times, I'm going to get it through. We're going to get the bluff through of the, pub- <laughs> the pubic hair in the thumbnail. And then you'll know. You'll know why it's there. First That's of all, I, I just want to. Te- he doesn't hear us. Don't tell I him. Ju- I just want to say you are a tiny, tiny, tiny human. What does that have to do with the pubic hair? I don't know. Sec- <laughs> secondly, um, they, they probably deserve at least the backstory as to why this inside joke occurs or even exist and why I'm so against it. Yeah. What is it? I know what it is. You don't? <laughs> You're just hiding pubes? Yeah, I don't actually don't know. It's from the Skolansky pod. Yeah, but but we actually did put the thumbnail that said loves pubes. <laughs> so that did, that did get you approved that one. I took it down and switched it out for a uh, non-pube loving thumbnail. I mean... Yeah. I also put pubes like how his hand is like this. I put pubes dangling from his hand. He said no to that too. But one of these times, like I'll catch him at a weak moment and we'll, we'll just have a full pube thumbnail. That was how you got the, uh, the initial title in for that one. It was, uh, we were running super late. I couldn't take it anymore. (laughs) We had done so much fucking prep. I just wanted to go live. And she's just like, come on, you got to give us something. Mm -hmm. I was like, fine, leave it. Loves pubes. Great. I don't care. We're even here, right? No, I was in Pittsburgh. (laughs) The, the glorious, glorious city. I mean, of- that's something that I would do like without a backstory, though, to be fair. Yeah, but then it's I'd not... I'd poop or pubes or something. You're a foul it's individual. It's funny. What is funny about it? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? What's not funny about poop and pubes hidden in a serious thumbnail? <laughs> it's... I take liberties as a I'm designer. Imagine if this is the hack. Like, the YouTube Maybe. algorithm has just been searching for pubes all this time. For all you know. And the whole reason why we're actually starting to get a little traction is because Melissa is actually putting a microscopic picture of pubes. You've never seen She's them in Brad Owens? dosing pubes. Brad Owens' thumbnails all have pubes in them. Oh. <laughs> you haven't seen true. that? Yeah, yeah. Allegedly. Not alleged. Go check. <laughs> There's pubes in every single one. <laughs> oh man shout out to my man jay chris in the chat my best friend from back home he is not doing his job right now i guess they're off it's six o'clock what up, jesus Jace? christ yeah, it's late man, man really how was your guys' day at work oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, could you imagine nine to fives poor bastards i can't imagine yeah. i had one once mm. just like i can't imagine you with a child you know what? My kid would be so funny. So funny. Because it'd be traumatized. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but poop. Gotta rough him up jokes. a little. Give him some, some a sense of humor. He's gonna be like Lieutenant Doofy from Scary Movie. I think that my oh. kid would troll me harder than I could ever troll him or her. That doesn't bother you? 
No, I think it's so funny. No, it's not. It's never funny when someone like younger than you that's supposed to show some deference to you is just always me. Rolling? Yeah. I don't know. Because we would do it back and forth. It'd be like a fun thing. You and your kid. That, that's yeah. that's going to be your rapport. Yeah, yeah. And then like the husband can deal with all I the discipline stuff. I stand by what I said. I stand by what I said. You're not fit to be a mother. <laughs> the husband can deal with the discipline stuff and I'll be hiding little turds in his room. Jesus Christ. <laughs> 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 You're like, are you shitting in your room? Just gaslight them to think they're shitting their pants every day. Oh my god! I'd <laughs> be great, mom. <laughs> how, have you, how have you made it to twenty six? Uh, by the skin of my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't think I'd make it here, but here I am. Well, God bless. We do have a couple less disgusting things to talk about, I guess. All natural. Uh, first and foremost, F one was just announced to be coming to Vegas in 2023. I believe that's correct. Lamar. November of 2023. Yeah. November of 2020. Oh, wow. What are they going to do, man? That's going to be right what during is the... F1? Isn't that during the color run? I mean, come is on. Is that race car racing? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I got it. It's really dope. Uh, usually they do it in European countries, I think. Yeah, this is uh, only the third time it'll be in the United States. I think the previous two times were in um, This is different Boston than um, the Miami. one in Miami. Daytona or whatever. This yeah, that's just a, a track. NASCAR, that's that they NASCAR. Just go this is F1. Check out the, if you check out this image, uh, it kind of gives you a better idea of like what we're looking at here. Ooh. So they're going to build a kind of like a street course that actually laps around the strip. That looks pretty dope. Uh, I'm going to plan to not be here <laughs> because it's going to be a fucking nightmare to try to navigate anything within 15 miles of the strip during that time, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, I'm staying far away. I have a segment idea for today. Go on. I want to take over Andre's Twitter <laughs> on the podcast. And, and do what with it? Comment on stuff. Nobody <laughs> follows him. <laughs> like, man, I'd love to run naked around that track. <laughs> Why Andre? It'd just be funny. Nobody follows him. Yeah, but they wow. will after today. Wait, so everybody go Andre, Andre is a legend. Okay, let me take over Berkey's Twitter. In his then. own mind? Andre, what's your Twitter handle? At Graytorp. Oh, yeah. At Graytorp. Nobody knows what that him. means either. <laughs> is it something backwards? It's respectable. Predator? Yeah, it's, Who has it, the least amount of followers? It is something backwards. It's got to be me, it, right? Huh? The least amount of followers out of everybody in For the For sure you. Go out and follow uh, Light. Is it BR Like 7? That's it. BR Like 7. Give digits. him a little bit of love. Do you, do you know what uh, Andre's name is? It is something backwards. Graytorp. Protag. Protag. That's, Neither one of those words mean that's anything. It's not to a me. word. Well, Great Torp is not a word. And Protag <laughs> is this stupid fucking thing in StarCraft that Dan and Tyler just used to shout all the time. <laughs> they'd have the they'd have the, the audio cranked up while they play this dumb fucking game and it's sitting there going, We need more lesbian gas! We need more lesbian gas. <laughs> what? What kind of game is this? Explain it to them, Andre. Is this the kind Tell them about like, the lesbian gas. I bet you can't finish in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Andre was pro gamer at. Okay. <laughs> it's Proturg, first off. Whatever. Proturg is Protoss, Terran, and Zerg all combined because I was a random player back in the day and I started to go professional. Um, and it's Vespian gas, not lesbian gas. Vespian, lesbian, Sounds like the same to me. At least one of those words has a definition to it. <laughs> the fuck is a Vespian? I mean, it's their made-up 
currency. Mm. Their resource. It's mm-hmm. like their, money. Their gas. second major resource. Maybe the most important. Question mark. How long were you pro uh Pro StarCraft. Uh, Starcraft. I started getting pro 2008 in StarCraft Brood War and then switched over to StarCraft 2 from like 2011. This is like when my brother was doing pro gaming, a different game. Yeah, we probably crossed paths because I was on the MLG circuit for a while. Yeah. At what point did they deem you unworthy to compete with them any longer? <laughs> when did they kick you off? When did they make you a broadcaster instead? 2011. Yeah. Yeah. I chose that though. Hmm chose that life because it was safer little did i know back in like 2009 2010 i was getting like 1600 people watching me that's then, strong that's a lot yeah, on like yeah, justin yeah. tv yeah. on on that no 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 no. on like live stream like twitch yeah, but what, what was it streamed on it was called live stream that's oh. how, how back in the day it was okay i switched over to twitch and it was like i i remember dming sponsors like 3,600 people watching. And- Whoa. And then I had this great idea to switch over and be a commentator instead, instead of just streaming. Yeah, you would have made bank. Yeah. Was that, was like, that was like the stream, the streamer come up that time period. It was the Mecca. When yeah, Nin- yeah. Ninja was coming up. And- Speaking of, of streamer come ups, uh, in your opinion, do you think that there is still creative space in poker industry for... For streaming, like, do you think this is a young aspect of content creation, or do you think we've kind of like hit some level of maturity where there isn't much unique things that can happen? I don't think a lot can happen. The main problem with poker is that it requires so much, like, either pre production or post production to actually do interesting content. And that barrier to enter just makes it so unappealing. Like, doesn't that make it super valuable though to what companies? What about like online poker streamers? Yeah, they don't. That doesn't require much pre-production or post. Um, I, I, I mean more so like you know I Stream think games. a big important part about like poker is the cards, the actual cards, and whether you're let's say you're playing online and you want to show cards, um, as soon as you put a delay on it, it reduces the amount of interaction that you have. Right. And that's a big problem, I think, overall with just, you know, getting people attached to streamers. Yeah. Uh, Not saying that it's not popular right now, but it's just such a barrier. And as soon as you make it go live, now you're threatening yourself. Yeah. um, And giving more information. And if you're playing like 5K tournaments, it's a big deal. Mm -hmm. You can't do that shit. Don't you think that there's a lot of value add, though, to especially if uh we see poker get more wide stream or widespan legalized in america do you think that there's a lot of value add to curate these like stables of streamers kind of like what stars did because they hit a home run with spraggy and lex easy with aces, uh, easy with aces. like you know they have this little core group that kind of matured in front of our eyes and has become probably the biggest driving force as far as either acquisition or retention goes yeah. in their marketing play. They are the biggest, like Stars has the chokehold on biggest uh, poker streamers yeah, by far. Without a doubt. You know, the, the whole conversion mechanism has changed so drastically. It used to be, we are renting eyeballs. So you put um, like some sort of ad out on Facebook or Instagram or Google, and you just try to convert, you know, 1% 
but now the business model has changed where you have you built a conversion mechanism which is the streamers and then you invite them into the community because that community has a very high conversion rate so now instead of it being one or two percent that you're looking for you're looking at like a 40 to 70 percent conversion rate which is unheard of um generally in terms of like marketing but now the barrier to enter is a lot different and a lot easier in my opinion you be a member of a community and a, a lifestyle brand rather than being you know you're you're putting in 100 bucks into some random you know poker app and mm. then it goes away so i think it's great but it is the the it's not direct marketing it's like brand marketing to an extent and people don't have the attention span or rather companies don't have the attention span to generally put in enough money to see returns on the other side because it's, it's I guess, a long process yeah i guess that was the point that i was trying to make is that um for a lot of these companies that aren't you know like the old school blue chip companies like stars building a brand seems like pretty hypercritical uh i think wsop is probably the only current legalized brand that has that big leg up outside of stars and even stars in the states <clears throat> probably isn't doing what they could be doing I, I i'm basically asking this because uh we don't see streamers from the states any longer there's no real incentive for them uh and i just wonder i mean i guess like acr has the stormers or or whatever um but it seems like a big miss for sites like global sites like um uh wsop sites like uh betmgm which is a, a party skin they're they're already first to move in a market that's probably going to expand and they're gonna have to deal with these already established sites coming in like gg eventually uh and stars once they start to expand as well they already have the 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 model in place right like stars already has a well-established stream team GG's building one currently. It seems like something that's that's worth investing in, but obviously it's difficult whenever you can't just go get a Lex. Yeah, it seems like they have affiliates, but they don't really have that like core like stars. Like you, you can just name who their team pros are because they are right. like such faces of the company and streaming. But for global, I mean, you see people chilling their affiliate codes and stuff, but beyond that, like. Yeah, kind name, of same thing with ACR, right? Yeah, like, name a face to it. Yeah, I mean ACR has a pro roster, but it's not the same type of branding as Stars. Right. Yeah. So I have to be a little careful because I do know a lot more information than the public knows about this, and I've signed a lot of NDAs. Um, I will say that Global definitely understands. Um, I think that the people that run Global Poker are actually very intelligent, and they know what they're doing. The American market is a little bit weird, right? Like, I think all of us have been waiting for Black the the end of the Black Friday era to to finally end. Yeah. Um. And right now, it is an attrition game. It's not a a um acquisition. Yeah, an acquisition game. Right. And so, until major legislation passes through, I don't think it makes sense for a lot of these companies to go out there and be so aggressive. Because... Mm -hmm. Berkey's yeah. point, like, shouldn't they start now, though? Because, like, when these other companies come in, they're going to be taking the lion's share. 
of it, like poker stars. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong, but at the same time, how much money are you going to burn into it? Like, stars puts a lot of money into their stream team. GG Poker puts I mean, a lot of so money good, into their stream team. And when we're talking about like, you know, six, seven, eight figure, eight figure uh, budgets here, for, G for global, I would assume where they're mostly servicing um, North America, that is not super doable. I mean, like, to be fair, I, I mentioned global, but they're not really technically one of the regulated sites. So they're kind of an outlier to the bigger uh, pie of BetMGM, WSOP, uh, Party US. Uh, and I'm sure we're going to start to see other ones begin to crop up as more and more uh, states get legalized. To me, it's like those are big brands. You know, it's, they're, they're very well established. Um, and yeah, I think you're right. It, it is an attrition game. And I've been hearing this for the better part of a decade from you know, people that I know that are, are kind of in the inside track as well, where it's like they're not, they're, they're pouring all their money into lobbyists, right? They're trying to lobby to get it legalized coast to coast because that's the greatest acquisition model that they have is just bring in more states and more markets. Um, but I do think that there's a lot to be said for uh, kind of Conrad's point of starting now naturally and not needing to have such a high investment, right? So if you wait, say, four or five years until the market is uh, getting saturated and but more open or whatever, now you may have to go out and hire a Lex and pay yeah. hand over fist for it, right? But if you start now, you could just get somebody like a Rampage Young way, way, way before he's a name. And, you know, you just keep like what they did with Spraggy, you know, it's like, I don't know what his contract looked like to begin with, but I'm sure his very first one was quite low. And now he's like built his brand up to something that's, yep. you know, really desirable and very highly valued by stars. And what stars did, they, they elevated a lot of the personalities, you know, the, the big three Finton, Lex, Spraggy, of course, Tonka's in there now, like they did a really good uh, job of just, Whenever there was something that involved the four of them, they really pushed that. You know, they put a lot of, like, they, they fought for a UFC belt. The, the, I don't know how many of them, but at least four of them fought mm -hmm. for a U, UFC belt. And it was really enjoyable. Yeah. Um, I think, man, like, I know, I'll, I'll say about Ultimate Poker because they're dead. Um, Ultimate Poker back in, what was that, 2014? They were spending, like, Low six figures on Facebook a month. Like, wow. it was absurd. I mean, and, but that's partly why they died. Yeah. Well, they told me that they were getting a return on it. But again, it's, you're renting eyeballs instead of buying them. Yeah. And I think that's the big problem. You need to build an arc, right? Like, one thing that I think is so important with, with companies these days is that you need to have people that are part of your lifestyle brand rather than just consumers, you know, so the traditional market. This, this speaks a little bit further into what I've been talking about uh, for the last couple of weeks, whenever poker media and, and things like that come up. We see this massive hole in the marketplace where it's very clear. Uh, and actually, uh, it reminds me, I, I was on um, Brad Wilson's podcast, Chasing Greatness. Uh, I, I recorded it on Wednesday. It'll come out tomorrow. Um, and we were talking about poker media. And they asked me, uh, you know, basically like, 
what do I see as being the greatest hole in the marketplace now and how could it be fixed? And I think what it is, is that when we look at the, when we look at the moneymaker era, that boom of 2003 to Black Friday, we had this massive influx of money from online operators who were trying to uh, capitalize on a new market where it was ever expanding, right? So there was just natural growth taking place. You didn't have to pay for, for any sort of like, or, or, or sorry, let me rephrase. You didn't have to build any sort of growth into the industry. It was already there. You were just basically in an arms race for acquisition against your competitors. So they poured millions, tens of millions of dollars into, um, you know, basically the most advanced technology that existed at the time, which was the advent of the whole card cam. So right around 2002, 2003, the whole card cam was developed simultaneously online poker booms. And for that 10 year window or eight year window prior to Black Friday, everything was funneled towards this this new way to consume poker, right? But that's a very short time frame. And had Black Friday not occurred, we would still find ourselves in a very similar situation that we're in now. The only exception being there would be a lot more uh, corporate money in the space that was willing to invest as we kind of see a little bit in Europe, right? Black Friday didn't occur in Europe, but poker is still shrinking. So it's, it's not as simple as like that Black Swan event being what crippled it. What actually crippled it is that the whole card cam was not as big of an invention as we'd like to believe it to be. So here we are now, 20 years later, and we're beginning to recognize that poker is not a spectator sport through the, uh, through the lens of the whole card cam. It was a nice addition, and it, it helped ladder the community forward and, and grow the space for some short period of time, but it's now old news, right? Like it's not the way to consume poker. So if we recognize that we're trying to force this product, right? We're, we're, we're not allowing this product to evolve and we're trying to force it into this old school lens because that's what was once desirable. We're, we're seeing it even with the reboot of high stakes poker, right? right? What are they doing? They're bringing back cash on the table and they're doing all these aesthetic things that we once enjoyed and everybody's still just kind of like meh. Yeah. Because you can't you can't go back in time. You can't bring back what once was whenever we've evolved past. So it's very clear now that the hole in the industry is coming from the media aspect of it and the the uh the character building, the arcs, all of this stuff. So when I hear you talk about this, Andre, it's like everything you're saying about like creating lifestyle brands and uh you know, the, the companies themselves kind of investing in that. It makes a lot of sense to me. We see it in a lot of other areas uh, or industries, right? Like uh, particularly like fitness and supplements, nutrition, all that. None of them call themselves uh, supplement brands or nutrition brands or anything like that. They're all lifestyle brands, right? It's ghost lifestyle. Mm -hmm. All they fucking sell is caffeine, right? Caffeine <laughs> and protein. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, that, that's literally it, but it's ghost lifestyle, right? On it is uh, um, developed by Joe Rogan and a couple other people, and like they sell like workout tools and supplements and all this. Stuff. It's on it lifestyle, right? So everything is like leaning into this idea of like let's not pigeonhole ourselves into one singular market. Let's have this uh, ever spreading capacity to reach a bunch of other markets. And to me, what that signifies is a very clear opportunity for a third party to come in 
and just be that entity for whoever wants to license it out, right? A third party to come in and say, we have a stream team. We have a price and we have a stream team. We'll take care of literally everything. Tell us what, you, what, what you're willing to pay for us to market you for this contract length, right? And it's, it doesn't just stop there because that third party now is going to have to create these character arcs and develop these characters and make us care about their stream team, about their vlogger team, about their uh, coaching roster, about their players. You know what I mean? Like you have to build it out through all elements. And it's weird because companies like us are actually in a really great position to do this. But it's also just one of those things where it's, it feels like such an impossible task to grass root, right? Because at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, the reason why those mainstay names from the early boom days and the reason why we're so nostalgic for that time frame is because there was billions of dollars being poured into it. Yeah. Uh, well, one thing that was pretty eye-opening to me was that clip that we looked at of Negranu telling the hand history because... I've, I always hear about, you know, black before pre black Friday, this and that, and it was so great and it was so different. And, but that seeing that actually really opened my eyes to how much more marketable poker used to be when it wasn't so technical, it was much more marketable to the layman who enjoys seeing a show. Yep. And a lot of that is a show they're, they're acting, you know, like they're, they're acting their hands, like they're not thinking like this unblocks this and this, but it's like they're, they're acting to each other. And that's something that anybody can see and make a guess on like, oh, I think he has it or I think he doesn't. And it's just, it's a lot less like marketable today. It's not, you're not seeing people's personalities come through on the table like, like it used to be. Yeah, I, I think that uh, what we've evolved into though is finding a lot of value in the thought process that takes place. And that's why streams are so compelling because, you know, for hours on end, you're listening to uh, a user show you what, what's going on and then also explain to you in real time mm -hmm. what they're thinking. And I think that that's like the novelty of Poker Out Loud. Like, I think that that product itself scales. I think that there's a version of this or there are many versions of this, right? There, there are versions where you monkey wrench it in such a way that it leans way heavier on entertainment than any other sort of value, right? Like yeah. if you make it a thousand big blinds deep where you're playing nothing but bomb pots and the stand-up bonus game and mm -hmm. seven deuce and like, you know, you just do all of these things that incite violence, then uh, a lot of the commentary is now far less technical in, in nature and a lot more uh, competitive, yeah. right? Sort of like when you mic up an athlete. Mm -hmm. And you just hear them like either joking with teammates or talking shit on their opponents. It's like, that's what it devolves to whenever you're just at a loss for strategy. Right. You, all, all, all you'll say strategic is, is like, well, my best guess is I could do this. Yeah. And that seems to make a fair amount of sense to me, but also like, fuck that guy's face. Yeah. You have right? to lean on a lot of other stuff. Right. And then there's the other, there, there's a whole other extreme that's fascinating to the, to the hardcores where it's like you have really strong technical players that are playing a format that is well studied, call it hundred big blind, two big blind, or, or sorry, two blind, no limit hold'em, no, right? It's boring, it's like watching paint dry when you're talking about action, hmm. but it's, it's so calibrated to the um, 
to the most studied that they're going to give you commentary that is sort of replicable or, or sorry, uh, easily replicated in a solve. Yeah. And that's a great learning tool. Right. There's a whole spectrum of in between, right? Yeah. Like you just get a lot of middle ground where it's like, okay, you add a third blind and then you add three rec players to three professionals and you kind of pit them against each other. You add interviews, you add, um, you know, pregame. Uh, I don't care if they're, they're constructed even like where they're scripted and, and you have like these rivalries. rivalries built around each other. You have these narratives that start to develop uh, even like what you see in, in Hustler Live and Live at the Bike where there are a handful of players who play so much against each other that certain narratives form around them. I think all of that scales. It just takes some overseeing body and a lot of cooperation. And the latter's the tough part, right? Yeah. Because you can incentivize cooperation with money, but it's hard to put the cart in front of the horse. It's hard to say like, okay, we're going to go out and we're going to find these 30 players that we find to be a lot... Uh, to offer us a lot of value that we're going to curate uh, narratives, story arcs, and we're going to build their brand. And in return, uh, they're going to give us a great product and we're going to give them each $100,000. It's yeah. like, okay, well, where the fuck is that money coming from? Yeah. Right? Like, is Netflix around? Right. Maybe, but it's tough. I find those execs. <laughs> Any Netflix execs in the chat? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not like they don't have the money. No, no, it's sure. There's always money. It's it's pitching them on the interest. It's so niche that it's really hard to get out of the four walls of our community. And that's what it takes, right? Like going back to the boom, uh, even though those online poker sites were obviously within the four walls of the poker community because that's what, they're truly casinos, right? And that's like one step removed because now you're talking big business. You're talking big money. You're not talking at, at a, a low level of, uh, a seven-figure business or even an eight-figure business, right? Those types of of entities can't shell out large sums of money for marketing purposes, right? Like the idea is generally that for acquisition uh, and retention, you're willing to spend like 30% of your, your gross uh, on marketing. And it's like, okay, say you're a $10 million company. That gives you 3 million to play with, right? But if your margins are, say, like 30%, you, you, can't be, you can't be burning your entire profit, right? So you have to find some happy medium. So maybe you have a million to spend. Well, now it doesn't get it done, right? Like now you're, you're talking about really doing it at a low level where it probably doesn't take off. And that's kind of the issue is that like we have a lot of great ideas. We have a lot of, and I'm not saying like we as a me, I'm saying like the community as a whole. We have a lot of great ideas. We have a lot of great characters. We have a lot of ability to expand but what we lack is coordination at the top and uh i don't think we're ever going to see that so at some point we have to find coordination in the middle there are enough solve for why like brands in this space that if we were ever able to find common ground and pull our assets together to develop projects like this i think that they end up being home runs right similar to like when the micros came out towards the end of black friday that was just a bunch of people, uh, you know, Jay Rosencrantz and others that were creative, had a good idea, were able to collaborate together and then pull in collaborations from people like Full Tilt, their pros, etc. right? They were, able to, they were able to pull all of these assets. And it was very timely. Obviously, if it happened two years later, 
post Black Friday, the idea never gets off the ground. And so that's kind of the issue that we keep running into is that we all want the same end goal, but it seems like nobody's really willing to be the first one to take steps forward because it's such a risky endeavor and the payoff seems so unclear. And that's what grinds my gears. <laughs> I have hope though. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's an interesting topic. Uh, that's, that's a long way away from esports, but uh, I do think like as an arena, they're a good, uh, a good ancillary arena to look at and see like who's doing it well. I also think there's a lot of room for this in like the fantasy uh, or sure. like the daily fantasy space. Um, like currently they're not, they have a lot more assets available to them than we do as poker because yeah. they have visuals, right? So like, if you're talking about like daily fantasy, specifically like uh, big companies like DraftKings and FanDuel, they have some coordination with the NFL and other major league sports. That in and of itself is such a massive leveraging point, right? Because these games are so visual by nature and any access that they have to the athletes is second to none. No, nobody else is going to be able to do this, right? So currently it's like all that really exists are podcasts and they're generally heavy in strategy. But the second that they decide to take that next step and say like, okay, we have all these creators out here making podcasts. Let's now make these podcasts more visual, right? Like, let's give them the rights to use this footage. Then let's take it one more step. Let's make it collaborative with the actual athletes themselves, right? Let's, let's, give the, let's give the perception of inside knowledge or insider information, even though it's not, you know, no athlete's going to come on and be like, yeah, man, like, uh, we, we studied real hard this week. Uh, I, 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 like, we have a big edge versus their number one wide out this week. I can't tell you exactly what it is, but like we got a scheme that, you know what I mean? Like they can say that, but it just doesn't mean anything, right? So like there isn't really insider trading in this, in this instance, but um, you know, once you get to that level where you start to find some level of coordination between the corporations, be it the NFL or the betting house, such as FanDuel, uh, DraftKings, whatever, and then all of the players that lie in between, the media, the athletes, the owners, maybe not on a direct level, but at least from a permissive level. Uh, once you find that level of coordination, you start to build a hierarchy. I mean, we right? see that happening in the NBA, right? Kind of? Sort of, to some degree, yeah. I mean, elaborate a little more like what you're talking like, about. It's just because um, a lot more sponsorships, like um, they started really, like, um, promoting sports betting companies and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and fan daily fantasies. Yeah, MLB too. Um, I'm pretty sure MLB, like they have those signs those rotisserie signs that are behind home plate. Uh, I think that they have deals with band. And I feel like for a while they, they kind of shunned them out. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. For sure. This is all uh, part of the wire act being repealed. the fact that like, uh, so the wire act is a part of the UGIA, which is what shut down online poker initially in 2006. Yeah. And all it was really saying was that banks were not allowed to do business with third-party entities that accepted bets, right? So it basically prevented anybody from doing any sort of electronic or phone-based bet because that was illegal. But that's now been repealed, and it's a state-to-state -state decision whether or not you're going to allow sports betting and poker and all these other things, right? Uh, the second that happened, obviously, 
everybody knows this is a trillion dollar industry. So like, it wasn't like the MLB, NFL, and NBA weren't going to try to get their piece of the pie. Like they see what's going on. <laughs> it, it, this, is, this is literally like a free marketing tool to them, right? It's like, oh, not only is our sport compelling in and of itself in the purity of it, but there's this whole additional layer that's a fucking trillion dollar industry. All we have to do is work with the players in that industry, right? Just bring them on board. On board DraftKings, on board FanDuel, on board Caesars, uh, Caesar Sports, whatever. Like, just find relationships there, and we get kickbacks. Yeah, yeah. You I'm know? actually surprised that it took them that long to actually do that. For so long, they tried to keep it separate. I it was mean, the well, stigma, right? Yeah, it was a stigma. I mean, with you know Pete Rose and and the gambling, and they tried to keep everything separate. But how could you keep those two things separate? Like, right. They're they're so intertwined. Like, I think fantasy football. Uh, maybe uh, it originated with fantasy baseball, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, but I think like fantasy sports in and of itself like broke the glass. Do do like FanDuel and DraftKings? Do they sponsor like athletes now or no? That's a good question. I, I don't think they do. I thought I, they like, did. I've never seen any only like athletes in commercials or anything like that, right? Like I only think like t- uh, yeah, I don't think I've ever. I was under the impression like, the that they did themselves, right? So like they have yeah, a yeah. deal with MLB and right, but. Yeah, so I'm I'm not sure where those two major players lie, but I know like smaller DFS uh, that like DFS sites that have come and gone mm-hmm. were actually getting singular sponsorships from certain players. Like yeah. I remember there was one; it was called like Fantasy Draft, I think. Uh, I only remember this because like Dan had some affiliation yeah. with them, yeah. and they had a Carolina Panther. I don't remember who it was at the time. This is like 2017, uh, but they had a Carolina Panther as like their main. Uh, sponsor right so i i don't think that there's anything gray about bringing athletes into the fold and i think that like moving forward this will become the new shoe brand right yeah, that's what i would think for yeah sure. like it's a no-brainer yeah. it's like yeah. of course th- there's a simple reason why nike was always the biggest sponsor because mm-hmm. every fucking athlete wears shoes right so it's a no-brainer but like now it becomes a no-brainer why DK or FanDuel become the biggest sponsors because every sport gets bet on. Right. What do you think was the reason that the what was the the pushing straw that I'm sorry the push that broke the stigma of sports legalization for legalization. sure. I, I think I think fantasy sports set it up. I think fantasy sports set up the legalization. Like once fantasy sports became as popular as they were, I think it destigmatized betting as a whole. Because people were just like, oh, like, I'm not going to lose my house and, uh, you know, start banging hookers because just because I'm in a fantasy league. Right, because everybody was in a fantasy league. Right. right? Anybody watch sports, like... Right, you're not a degenerate for being majority. in a fantasy league. Right, exactly. But you're literally gambling. Yeah. Uh, same thing with, like, March Madness pools. Everybody always segregated that from, mm-hmm. like, traditional sports betting. Right. Like, oh, oh you're, you're going to do a March Madness pool, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah of course. You would but never bet the big, game. You just, like, bet, bet it, make a straight bet on the right. game. Because you don't need a bookie for a March Madness pool. Exactly. You don't need a bookie yeah, for yeah. a fantasy team, mm-hmm. right? It was, it was the black market it's all element of it. ground instead of underground. Exactly. It was the black mm-hmm. market element of it that yeah. I think stigmatized the industry so much. But once fantasy sports became so big and, like, gray market, that's now the, the stepping platform to legalization. We now repeal the Wire Act. Legalization starts to go through at a state-by-state basis. And now here we are, right? For decades, this has always been legal overseas, right? Yeah. You could always get offshore mm-hmm. betting accounts. Right. 20 years ago, you yeah, could get an offshore sure. betting account. Mm-hmm. So it's like we're just slow to catching up. 
And I think that now that we're finally here, uh, the dam is just going to break, right? Like we're, we're just going to see this industry grow tenfold in the next decade for sure. Hey, Melissa, you need to get into sports. It's just another way to degen. Listen, I don't even need to learn about the sports. I just look at their faces. I've learned. That's true. That's because true. you know what? Exactly. I lost every sports bet before that, but I've never looked at their faces. Right. So now I know what my strategy well, is. We're all going to be coming to you next fall for hot tips. I, I told you I'm, I'm accepting clients. It's not free. <laughs> she doesn't know it, but like as fancy football season comes up, we're just going to do like a week-long uh, edition of Smash or Pass, mm -hmm. and we're just going to be putting athletes' names. Yeah, they're going to be like drawing out the information yeah. from me. Like she's not going to have any idea right. who they are. Why? Like why is this random dude up? Uh, just Smash or Pass. Think? What just do you smash think about pass. him? Do you think he looks like he has? he's capable or yeah? Yeah, but I, I think he's got some demons in his closet. He might he might get a caught doing something this <laughs> Okay, season. so like an eighth rounder then? Yeah, Is that yeah. I mean, at? I don't know how much longevity he has. He might be in prison next year, like something like that. And watch, I'll be spot on. My face reads are second to none. We'll have to we'll have to run this by Matthew whenever you get him in. Matthew, Where the astrologer. Matthew? If you're watching, come on in. Or any astrologers in the chat. Come on in. Please don't and start inviting random I'm fucking gonna start strangers. I'm going to posting onto spiritual and astrology Twitter and Our say. Our address is. No. Yeah. Come on by. We will bring you some barbecue. Well, it'll be. Ve I think a lot of them are like vegan and stuff. So it'll be vegan. And Ugh. we will roast. Bernie's As if I couldn't chart. despise this, this whole like it's thing It's like the more. antithesis of you. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> It, it truly, I love it. truly is. Oh my gosh! Can't the contrast is just Jeff's kiss. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, myself. You know, sometimes I just sit around, like I, I just take a moment for myself, and I, I, I sit and I collect my thoughts, right? And I just take stock and look around at all your fucking faces, yeah. and I say. How did you get here, man? I tend to have that effect on people. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck did I do wrong to get here? Yeah, yeah. speaking about that, Andre, do you have that little segment we have planned? Let's, oh let him, let's, let's, let's see what we I got. Don't like any segment. You segment? I'm not okay with any curveballs that was Conrad's idea. <laughs> Melissa pitched me on something today. She goes, Conrad and I have an idea for a segment. I go, I'm out. I'm fucking out. <laughs> the best part about this, I don't even know what it is. I just said, you know. An idea. You don't know I, what it is? I have no idea. How Andre do you not the, know what it Andre is? Andre did the heavy lifting. This I is terrible. Started. This is so terrible because, like, <laughs> Conrad has terrible ideas, and Andre has a terrible sense of humor, and oh that combined God. is going to be the worst <laughs> segment we've ever rough. come up with. Right. We'll let the audience decide yeah. that, Burke. It's going to be rough. Oh, man. All right. What is this? I'm excited. What the <laughs> hell, man? <laughs> what oh. is this shit? Okay. Uh, this is an easy one it for me. It depends what kind of sandwich it is, what? first of all. Well, it's only ever going to be PB&J. That's diagonal. Of course. I mean, it's definitely a none at all. None at all? Yeah, I don't really got no fucking time to cut shit. That's I'm diagonal. Weird. I'm 100% diagonal. Middle for like, why is Berkey just there? <laughs> <laughs> Middle for like anything that's like lunch meat stuff. No, no, no. I'm just diagonal for all of it. Yeah. I can't believe you guys are ever I'm cutting a sandwich. I actually don't believe that you First of all, if you want to eat around the crust, the diagonal is the play. Middle for grilled cheese, but diagonal for PB&J. Ew. 
What do you mean, ew? Uh, ew. Like, why, ew why what? middle? Because it's better for cheese. Don't this ask is... questions. I don't make the rules. You're a psychopath. I'm, I'm diagonal. I'm with Bert. You guys, the only person here that is cutting their sandwich. What about in Actually, Melissa, I haven't eaten a sandwich in 15 years. years. You That's are not, not cutting true. your sandwich I've if you were to make I've seen you eat a grilled one. cheese. <laughs> I mean, okay. What about in in four though? Okay, cutting, but like smash or pass. Smash or pass the sandwich? Depends what kind. Not for nothing. You guys are all wrong. So. What the fuck is this? That looks disgusting. What, what's I don't know what's on the right, but I wouldn't eat that, that if you like, fucking paid me. Um, this is a pork roll. It looks like fried bologna. Definitely a pork roll. This That's is, not. This food. is some South Jersey. This shit. is a pork roll sandwich. This is definitely curated from Andrea's mind. He's all, all about right. the pork roll. It was roll supposed to be Taylor ham or whatever Taylor the hell ham or they pork call roll. it. <laughs> Taylor ham or Canadian we were, bacon. We Listen, or pork roll. what I bring you guys tomorrow is going to be a lot more appetizing than that. All right, all right, this next is making one. me nauseous. Next picture. It's uh, oh, oh, it's GIF. a GIF. GIF. It's hundred yeah. percent a GIF. GIF. Yeah, because GIF, yeah, GIF is like peanut butter. But I think we <laughs> talked about this before, and it was technically GIF, but that's wrong. Like the guy who made it is like means it for it to be Jif, but he's wrong. Well, yeah, he's wrong. Yeah, we came he just to that. Died. Yeah, so he, he just his, died. The man he who died. invented the gif died. Yeah. Wow. What a right. genius. What is this? I hope he's being honored. What does somewhere. the background have to do with anything? I don't know. Yeah, maybe we're getting this wrong. Maybe that was a peanut butter meme. This is oh, crunchy. Here we go. Crunchy. Well, here we go. Oh, this is crunchy easy. This is even oh, close. One hundred percent. It's definitely smooth. Yeah, one hundred percent smooth. Bro, give me that crunch. Yeah, I'm yeah. Right. crunch I'm with some grape jelly. No way. Yeah. Grape jelly. Yeah. Now that's we're even, fucking talking. Jelly. That's of course. Crunchy with grape jelly and diagonal I said, cut. Uh, hey, I, may, grape jelly might be on there next. You want to? One of my most popular tweets of all time was. <laughs> if, if, I already know where this if, is going. If you grew up eating strawberry jelly, I know all I need to know wow, about you. Wow, the two Asians like crunchy. Is that a thing? Yeah, yeah you guys eat fucking peanuts. <laughs> Wait, right? we do like peanuts. For yeah. what it's worth, I don't dislike crunchy. I just would. We got, I, a, prefer, we got a fence sitter I, I, here. I would eat either one of those. It's I'm just, not real pumped. It's just if I had to choose, it would be smooth. You just get right. peanuts stuck yeah. all in your. Oh, I like the texture. It's crunchy. a nice it's texture. Good. Shower at night. Oh. daytime. Definitely night. Both. Morning. No, definitely Neither. night. Neither. Definitely when you wake morning, up. Morning? You, you have to do shit. Not morning. Daytime. Not morning. I shouldn't say morning. I should say daytime. Yeah. I don't like I don't going to sleep night, with wet hair. So. I shower before bed. Or like Sometimes. After. I mean... But that's because you like work out. You can put me down for both. Because yeah, I shower in the morning. You're goddamn night. right I do, <laughs> Melissa. You, you, you work out in, later in the day, usually. It doesn't matter when I work out. I would still shower at night. You would work out in the day, get all sweaty, do your day, and then shower at night? Unless I had, like, plans to be somewhere important, yeah. Oh. This isn't important? I mean... <laughs> you worked out, you wouldn't shower before you came here? No. Wow. Ew. Well, I, I, mean, would, I mean, look at you, I obviously. would still have pickleball to go to. You don't to. even have sleeves on your shirt. Well, because I'm going to work out after this. <laughs> well, you can't change your shirt. <laughs> no. Ease. It's summertime, baby. Guns. Hot girl Sun's summer, out, let's go. So is this right? That yeah. looks about right. Um, where am I at? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle. You're in the middle. I like a daytime, like, start day shower. No, I, I, music. The only reason Conrad's in the middle is because he falls asleep before the sun sets. That's true. Wait. Conrad's in bed by, like, 8.30 p.m. Yeah, fucking old man wait, Connie. Wait, time out. I take a shower in the morning and at night. Oh, sure. What the sure. heck? That's, that's fine, <laughs> too. No wonder Melissa. there's so much goddamn hair in the, in the <laughs> rain. That's <laughs> true. Melissa, let's say, like, you know, you put in a hard day's work or whatever. You sweat a little bit. 
Yeah. You still go to sleep without showering? Oh, yeah. You're disgusting. Oh, my God. I so, can't do it. Yeah, so if I I'm... I don't care. I wash my sheets. I'm not, you Right, know. if I'm sweaty or something, like I'm feeling dirty, then I, I I'll shower at night, at night so. before I go to bed. But yeah. I usually sweat. Like, I'm a night... I sweat a lot when I sleep. So it, there's no point in showering before that. Like, it's just going to get sweaty in there anyway. Yeah. Shout out to my man, Mario Georgiev. Oh, he nice. Super chat right. us with 499. Appreciate you, man. Okay, Let's go. the Mario. left is just get that out of here. Deep uh, dish is gross. Get that or whatever out the fuck. Oh, Chicago I mean, style? Come on, man. Chicago style? New, New York style. I all appreciate day long. it as a food item, but it's not pizza. It's I've never pie. had Chicago style, and I'm actually want to try good. it. But, you know, it's New York all day. It's, you listen, it's not Chicago close. style pizza is it's fine. It tastes good, but it's just not pizza. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, no, it's, it's not really it's pizza. It's its own like, thing. Yeah, it's its own thing. It's like right. a savory pie. It doesn't taste bad. I mean, it's it's sauce and bread and cheese. How could it be? Somebody bad? wrote peanut butter is the devil's toothpaste. Oh <laughs> 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 what the fuck that means? Disgusting. All right, I'm in the little? middle. They have some really good deep dish here in Vegas. Really I've had Amore? it here. Yeah. Uh, Amore's. Amore's is good. Yeah. Taste of Chicago. Yep. Um, and they have. Grimaldi's is okay. There's one on Sahara. I can't it's think of its name. Uh, Chicago Brewing Company? It might be that. No, I don't know. I can't believe we have 11 votes and it's 55-45 strawberry. This well, is, people are rich, man. It's absurd. What do you mean? All rich right. people like strawberry? Yeah. That's why I said, if you, ate, if you grew up eating strawberry jelly, I know I all I need to know about I did grow up eating strawberry jelly, but I prefer grape. Literally, how much more expensive was it? Zero. It, it's not costing. <laughs> it's it's uh it's what's offered to you because of government assistance. Yeah. Oh. Just like you get the cheap fucking cheese, you get grape goddamn jelly. I'm Wait, pulp, how pulp is it all offered day. to you? What do you mean it's offered to you? So you at least back the, when I was a kid, stamps, I guess. when I was a kid, you you got food stamps, but so also you're saying you couldn't they, you couldn't buy strawberry jelly with the food stamps? No, you could, you could, but like. There were there were certain items I believe that were discounted, similar to like the way the WIC program works. Okay, and you would just get like the trashiest shit, like government cheese. Of course, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, grape jelly. Yeah, government. So cheese. grape jelly was discounted, so it was cheaper. It well, it was cheaper if you were. It on, was more were, accessible. Were, I don't know right. if it was cheaper or not. It was just more accessible. Jace is yelling to parent income. That's all, I, that's all I know. Yeah, 100%. 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, man. You ate strawberry jelly, you had a two-parent income, for sure. 100%, man. That's, that is absolute fact. Jace knows. This motherfucker used to eat sugar sandwiches. He knows what's going on. He wants you to talk about the Book of 20s. Oh. I don't know what that is, but that's okay. what he wants you to talk about. The Book of 20s is, you know, every month. This is way before uh, the EBC card, which I don't even know if that's what it's called. But, like, now you get food stamps on a – it's all digital, right? But back in the day, they would literally mail you a physical booklet of like like of currency. It literally looked like Canadian money, and you would like tear it out of this booklet, right? And it would come in multiple denominations because, unlike cash, you you could only exchange it for other food stamps, right? Now the exception to this is change. They had food stamps that started at one dollar and went up to like fifty dollars, but they didn't have change. So uh, the exploit. Yeah. So you would get like a book of twenties in food stamps, right? And you would go and you'd buy something for like a dollar and they would give you back like four one dollar food stamps, a five and a ten. And then you go back through line and you'd buy a twenty-five cent pack of gum and they'd give you seventy-five cents back. 
And then you do that again. And you get another 75 cents. By the way, this is how my mom bought cigarettes. She would just, fucking, she, she, she would just be washing the book of 20s into change so she could go get cigarettes. Also, by the way, uh, they had no qualms about selling a 12-year-old cigarettes back in the 80s. Like, like you could just go to the pharmacy with a fucking yeah. note from your mom that said, I need a pack of Marble Lights and hand it to the pharmacist. They'd be like, all right, here you go. And you're paying in goddamn nickels and dimes because you're shaking out the cu- couch cushions. But Jason and I, we used to we used to take the book of twenties, and obviously we would buy a very nutritious meal of M and M's, little Debbie snacks, and chocolate milk. But Star Crunch uh, and Star yeah, Star Crunches oh. were the nuts. Um, but we want we loved baseball cards, and there was a card shop on the corner next, uh, right across from the IGA. So we would just like routinely go to IGA and buy all this fucking gum. One at a time. Like, to the point where they knew what was going on and would yell at us. Like, they would <laughs> limit our transactions. Also, you couldn't spend food stamps everywhere. It was, like, only at grocery stores. Oh, so, yeah. like, if you go to the pharmacy, they're like, get the fuck out of here. We need cash. Uh, so, you know, we would go through and we'd try to get all this change built up. And then we would either take it to school and buy icy juices at lunch that were 25 cents each. There were these, like, little pyramid looking popsicles you literally sound like you're telling a story from like the 1940s well this is what being a, poor a did to you. for a popsicle <laughs> i mean you it was, know what it's it like was, the struggle was it real it was the 1990s in uh leechburg pennsylvania so you know yeah same thing same thing but if we really got like if we really got ambitious and saved up we'd get like five bucks and quarters and go to the card shop and, you know, buy a few new packs of uh, Tops or Donruss or whatever and, you know, build the collection. This is how I got all my Barry Bonds cards. You know, <laughs> one, at, one at a time yep. for the book of 20s. Ain't no joke. Hey, you built your bankroll. Yeah. <laughs> that and bankroll. some weird arm skin yeah, test. Yeah, I, I, I donated. <laughs> medical experiments. I donated, to, I donated to science. Yeah. Do you remember, I don't know why, this, it was the Icy Juicy that reminded me of this. I, I won't tell the actual... Corollary icy juicy story. Thank you. (laughs) There is a story involving Lamanna, a girl, and an icy juicy. I'll leave it at that. You let your imagination take care of itself. (laughs) What the hell? Oh man, so good. But uh, no, we were in like ninth grade. God, you were such a fucking asshole. I should have kicked your ass when you I had the chance. You would have never kicked my ass. You were on the ground bleeding. <laughs> Honestly, at this point, you were so... I'm so friends with you, and this was hilarious to me. But, like, man, just thinking back of some of these memories, you absolutely had it coming. No. So, oh, my God. <laughs> Listen, you were the biggest asshole. Yeah, it honestly... Well, I was definitely an asshole. I've heard, yeah. it sounds like you yeah. were the asshole. I was a prick. <laughs> I was a prick to, like... Yeah, I was a prick in general because, like, I was trying desperately to fit in. But LaManna was just, like, an overarching mm. asshole, like, because he always wanted attention on him. Mm. Yeah, that's so, true. So we're at lunch one day, and it was when you got those, like, little cartons of milk. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized this story. And yeah. somehow, we, the geniuses we are, we figured out that if you fold the top over and put it upside down on the floor and step on it, it, it pops explodes. really fucking loud, like, yeah, right? Because you're, you know, you're in the the cafeteria, it's and you know, goes off all the walls. Right. So, so to to set it up, like our school was very small. We had sixth through twelfth grade all in one building, and it was maybe a grand total of like three hundred people. So there was only two <laughs> lunch periods, and like you're mixed with like sixth grade the seniors. Yeah, there's like eighteen year olds and eleven year olds. Yes, seventh, I think seventh. Or yeah, seventh seventh grade. 
Uh, so yeah, you have like 13-year-olds and 18-year-olds all in the same room. So we're in ninth grade. We're 15-year-old, 14, I guess, at the time, whatever. And LeMan is, you know, we're, we're like in the back corner where we're a little hidden from the monitors. And there's 150 fucking people in this tiny little cafeteria. It's probably the size of this room. And he takes a milk carton and he pops it. And, you know, gets a good laugh. We're all assholes, whatever. And then he takes another one and he puts it down. And this kid, Alex McKim, who was a junior or a senior... Yeah, I think he was a senior. Uh, yeah, I think he was a senior. So he was Maybe like 18. He, we were like 13, he was significantly whatever. older than me. Nick, and yeah. we, his nickname was Booby. And I don't know why. I just thought... <laughs> like, oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so, hold on, hold on. So we've got... There was Booby, there was yeah. Puddy. Uh, yeah, we've got John Baloney. We've got <laughs> Gumby. Gumby. We've got Booby. And we got Patrick the Preacher's son. Listen, right, Skippy. Yeah. Skippy. Listen Skippy. LHS was like the mafia back then. Everybody had a That's right. There was a hierarchy. <laughs> it was very clear. So he sets the milk carton down to do his thing again, right? And the seniors table is like right in eye shot with us. And McKim stands up. Uh, by the way, very un- unassuming person. Like he was a, he was a bigger kid. I, I think you're missing a couple details. So like this went on for a few days. Right. Well, oh, yeah, that's doing, right. It went maybe like a whole Every week. Every day you and were like, popping milk. He was just, for some reason, he just got so annoyed that I was doing this. Right? I don't know why. For some It wasn't reason. that annoying. It was just a loud banging sound every once in a while. So, so, right, right. But so like, oh, wow, this guy's getting annoyed. So that makes me want to do it more. Right. right of course. And so, that's just how I was. So to like set this up a little bit further, like Alex was like a very shy, unassuming kid. Like he used to literally walk around with his hands in his pocket and his head down, like looking at the ground. Yeah. But he was a big kid. He you was a lineman. You don't get on that kid's bad side, by right. the way. Well, yeah, of course. He's a psychopath. <laughs> yeah. Probably fucking yeah. murdered small kittens. Uh-huh. I don't know. But uh, he, he was like a football lineman. So he wasn't small. And LaManna sets this carton down to do his thing again. And he just gives them the look like, don't fucking do it. Oh man, it looks him right in the eye and goes, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> and he looks back at him and he goes, Don't fucking do it. Oh man, he goes, <laughs> so, so Alex walks over to him and it was honestly just like the Chris Rock thing. No, it joke. was a one two, no, it was he, not like no, a Chris no, Rock. No, it was thing. like it in the sense that, like, you're literally laughing, looking I'm up at this kid. in his face. Because there's no way in hell right. he's going to do anything about it. Like, yeah. he's 18 and LeMan is 13. He just popped a milk cart, like, and nothing's going to happen. He just gives me the one two. He boom, 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 boom. right in the face. It shut me up. It builds character. <laughs> it, I, it builds character. The worst part of all, Mr. Shoddy, who was like LaManna's fucking neighbor. <laughs> wasn't my neighbor, but... Wasn't far away. No, but he, yeah. And it was definitely like a... He, definitely... He, he was like a fan of yours, because you yeah, guys we're, were both we're blooded Italian, and like, you know, he had that little yeah, bond, whatever. He sees the whole goddamn thing. Sees the whole fucking thing, and just like turns... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we're in like social studies, or, or whatever. The same thing happened to Alex McKinnon that happened to Will Smith, which is nothing. Nothing. Absolutely <laughs> nothing. Not one consequence, nothing. Right. But like, I had it coming. Like, I'm not saying I didn't have it coming, but like, you know, he probably should not have done that. And there should have been some sort of consequence. He warned you. What? He warned he you. He did warn him. He did warn me, yeah. yeah. And uh, I he did not heed And you that dared warning. him to do it. I did not heed that warning at all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. We, I remember we were in like social studies or whatever Shadi taught us. And he's just like busting Lamanna's balls for like getting one tuned in the cafeteria. Yeah. It's like, bro, you're my fucking teacher. <laughs> you saw the whole thing? You're right. It was character building. That's great. <laughs> oh. oh, man. 
there was another <laughs> there was another one uh where we had pre-algebra with <laughs> all of our teachers were fucking Italian. Mr. Guido. <laughs> Mr. Guido. We called him Speedo Guido. Like he, he was like he was that teacher Literally that we just his name was Mr. Guido. Yeah. <laughs> it really was. He was that teacher that we like just all knew smoked pot. Like we were yeah. just positive of it. You know, it was one of those things. And so like he was pretty chill about stuff. But Lamana could take anybody to the fucking edge. And <laughs> I think we were like watching Lion King or something in pre-algebra. Like it's something very non or whatever. Maybe he was just like giving back talk or whatever. And Guido used to take this is old school, like we had the green chalkboards and shit. So he'd be up there writing his pre algebra out. Laman would crack a joke and you know, he'd take his wet sponge and fucking wipe the board down. So one day he throws the sponge, bicks it right off Laman's forehead. <laughs> That's not good enough. Somehow he ends up putting him in a garbage can. This actually happened like, to me, all. and and it didn't happen to me, but in my third grade class, this happened. A teacher, it was my favorite teacher ever, but he would do stuff like that, and he did put a kid in a trash can. Right in the trash can. <laughs> he was annoying. So the funny part yeah. is, like these trash cans weren't like big, tall trash cans. They were those little, no, like little... metal-ass yeah. trash cans, yeah. like fully metal. Green. And Mr. Green was a small guy. He lived up to his name. He was literally like five six, maybe. Just whoop right over his shoulder, fires and like, him. Bloof. They can't do stuff like that anymore. It's yeah, no fun. that was so long ago. No fun. Man. Things used to be so much more like, fun. Popsicles were a penny. Can you believe it? Crazy. <laughs> Inflation from the 25 40s. cents. Okay. <laughs> there were 25 Berkey cents. Berkey was actually a fun fact. Berkey was around when baseball was invented. <laughs> 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 Fuck you. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I remember another time I got my ass kicked. Uh, some kid stole my baseball glove and I ran up on him and like bear hugged him, thinking that somehow that would make him go get my you glove. You hugged him? I was like, Three times this kid's size. Okay. His nickname was Memphis. You just gave him a nice. <laughs> you gave him a little cuddle. <laughs> his, his nickname was Memphis. <laughs> Memphis, Gumby, Guido. I mean, Jesus. Like, I, I, I just wasn't looking for a fight. I just wanted to go get my fucking glove. So I like ran up on him and I like squeeze him. Like I, I'm gonna like squeeze the life out of him or whatever. And he fucking headbutts me right on the side of my face oh. my whole face just mm. swells up like a basketball i go to school the next day and shoddy's just like <laughs> got the shit kicked out of you by memphis huh? <laughs> little memphis beat the fuck out of you eh? hey the little ones are scrappy yep Get down the little great. ones like, this asshole throws my glove on a roof and then headbutts me in the face and i'm the, i'm the one who's re uh like getting in trouble or whatever <laughs> oh man good times elementary fun stuff yep Fun stuff. I got so many fights I didn't win. I didn't win. You a beat up Brian Kashewski pretty good, I think. I one punched him. Yeah, that yeah, was all it took. I one punched him right in the right in the fucking nose. You think kids are still <laughs> doing that? Because I, when I was in school, that was always a thing. Like, oh, so and so is going to fight this I person. I think there's way more yeah. I think there's more. Um, uh, uh, what I'm thinking. Um, no, uh, complicate or um, consequences. Cons sorry, thank you. Yeah. Consequences <laughs> for. Uh, like fights now. Yeah, like right? people are a lot like, more sensitive now. Yeah. yeah, it was like when we were kids, it's like it was a rite of passage just to yeah. get Yeah, I used to, I was trying and, to pick fights. Yeah. No one would do it. I, I was like, I'm going to fight that girl. Yeah. But it was just never a thing. Yeah, it was always was, just, oh, we used to have girl I fights wanted to all be violent. Time. I had a lot of repressed yeah. anger I was trying to get out, and no one would fight. There was a fight in the cafeteria, Burke. Do you remember? I can't remember the two girls' names, but. Cheney like, and. No, this was. Oh. The Cheney fight was incredible. Maybe it was, maybe it was Cheney. We saw boobs. <laughs> we saw boobs. What? 
Yeah, yeah. No, it like, was. It was literally. This is the first time we saw yeah. boobs. Literally, everybody in the cafeteria, like, got up from their seats. Oh no, no, that was a different arena. one. Right, it was like literally like these two girls just. That was uh, Dawn blows. or whatever her name was. Dawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Mrs. Salka got punched in the face. Oh my god! <laughs> one girl got her head banged right off the radiator. Oh that, man, there were so like many good girl fights. Like, Holy shit! I forgot about that. It was crazy. Yeah, Cheney fought. Uh, some other hot girl, I can't remember who it was. <laughs> it was it was between the cafeteria and the school, and they got they got like into a fight somehow, like on the walkway or whatever, and Cheney's shirt got ripped off. It was fucking incredible. <laughs> and then there was another one, I think it was like Cheney and Brandy Saber actually that got into the fight uh between the cafeteria. But then there was another one that happened in gym class that none of us really got to witness but apparently it was a fucking bloody mess like one girl just got beat so bad there was just like blood all oh over the wall God. Respect. yeah respect. i mean i know that stuff still happens Throw today but yeah, yeah but now like a gun or a knife gets pulled or yeah some other and also nonsense. it's all like on phone so the kids are getting in trouble mm. and it's like i'm man. literally looking through my email right now my nephew got into a fight his senior year in high school and he sent me a video of it. Like, you know how it was. Fights were always organized. Like, for us, it was like, I'll meet you down by the walking yeah, bridge. No, for us, too. Yeah. Would, and there were the spectators would organize oh, around 50 it. of us. Yeah. Maybe more. Yeah. Marky and I were supposed yeah. to fight at Melissa's uh, birthday party. Yeah. We were yeah, supposed that, to that fight. We, so this year, we reenacted <laughs> This year for my birthday party, we can reenact it. You guys can fight. <laughs> and then she can tase the loser. Yeah. yeah. The loser gets tased. I, yeah, I don't, loser someone's gets getting tased. Birkin's a lot more scrawny in high school. I was. He was. Like, I was that, not pushing and, weight. And I was like, you know, playing football and right. lifting weights. Yeah. Taking like steroids. Now. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> this is, he's, that's why though. He, you, you pushed him to overcompensate. Exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, man, yeah. I almost got my ass kicked by the man. I better start. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll try to find it maybe for a future episode, but my nephew sent me this video of him and this kid who got their fist fight. He actually might've been a junior and the kid was a senior, but this kid was just relentlessly picking on my nephew. And my nephew is trained in karate. So like he is very well equipped to defend himself and he like brushed it off, brushed it off, brushed it off. And finally this kid wanted the fight. And there's this video of them fighting. It is so unnerving to watch, but also there's a little part of me that's like proud Papa. <laughs> like he's just sitting there in a defensive stance the whole time. And the kid's like swinging recklessly at him and he's just ducking, ducking, ducking. And then, <laughs> and then they like square back up again. And the kid's like swinging recklessly again or whatever. And my nephew like moves and just like kicks him right in the face. That's great. And, that's and the kid's really? just like, all right, all right, I'm done. And then they like dap up, give each other a hug and yeah. go their separate yeah, ways. Yeah, it always ended in the, yeah. the dudes were just like all right nice and then yeah. they were like friends after that yeah it's wild after that's beating what, each other do, to yeah. like almost a pulp oh i never felt that way i like went home and cried uh, i got I my ass kicked every would, single fucking time i would cry time. like that's like intense i don't think i ever saw like a high school fight that didn't happen four more times after yeah like it was always fight you're not allowed to lose you have to fight again yeah yeah, yeah. Honor, <laughs> honor culture yeah yeah you gotta, you gotta yeah, honor the reputation. It's so different growing up being a girl. Like, the fights are way more uh, subtle, and like, it's like you're talking shit about each other and like stabbing each other in the back and stuff. It's very, there's a lot of manipulation and stuff. It's not just like, let's aggress at each other. It's like, I'm gonna turn all her friends against her and then make her hate her life. Like, it's like, it's like yeah. very, very, it's, it's almost scarier. I prefer to get my, my ass dark. kicked than get in a fight with a teenage girl. I thought you were going to go somewhere else whenever you said stab. 
I was like, Jesus Christ, Melissa. Or you go stab them in the back or whatever, but oh, I, I thought no, you were no, going no, somewhere no, else with no, that. There was not, no, not literally. None of that, but I was not a nice girl growing up. Strawberry's crushing it. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're wondering Man. about our demographics. Yeah, they're rich. <laughs> How do you guys, think they you pay for should, all this poker training? You're not already. You should sign up to SoftwareY TV. <laughs> SoftwareY.io. Also, we are uh, looking to get a new camera for me. Mm-hmm. Not this one, but when I'm back over there. So we I'm have not... one. We have a we have a permanent fix. Conrad's camera is good. Yeah, but it has no battery. For no, me. no, it's it's fixed. Well, the package got delivered. I just don't know to where. Oh. Okay. Uh, you didn't check the mailbox, did you? Yeah, you didn't even see the message. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Yep, Conrad sells me a shoddy fucking camera that doesn't work. Turns off after an hour, and then we finally find a fix for it. And I ask him to pick it up, and he's just like, nah. Didn't see that message. You were Dutch bros, man. Traffic. I don't know what you were about. Traffic was busy. Traffic was nuts today. You yeah. should have seen it. Yeah, Conrad's no. texting the group chat 15 minutes late, traffic, and I'm literally sitting behind him and he's in a robe eating like takeout. <laughs> At <laughs> the like, kitchen table. And then Who had the fooling? balls to stop for more takeout on the way here. <laughs> Like, Jesus, man, uh, we got a job to do, you know? Listen, listen, that's, that, that's not why, that's not why this podcast went off. No, no. Your brain like, your brain like, yeah, yeah, no, it went off late because there were pubes in all the fucking <laughs> thumbnails. I mean, that's hilarious. But, but Conrad knew, he's like, I got at least 45 more minutes. Yeah, this is the worst. He is usually here early. I, I, I will give him that much. All right. um, we're continuing with Conrad's segment. Oh, there's okay. more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're still there's more. Let's go. Pulp. Uh, no oh. pulp. This is pulp. Mm. Absolutely pulp. I you love pulp. I love pulp. the crunchy. Yeah, Give pulp. me the texture. And oh. Listen, if you were it's to more know. nutritious. Oh. You got more fiber in there. Shut the fuck you, up. Yeah, but you like beige food and like you eat like three items. I don't care. So it's of definitely course pulp you like it's not even pulp. close. Yeah, I like pulp. I'm, pulp I'm on the Just eat a fucking orange. No, it's sure. good. I, and the more the better. I like the really chunky ones. Oh my God. Extra pulp for me. Undateable. What is that? <laughs> it has nothing to do with dating. Look at this. If anything, look, look, look at the, who's the if undateable anything, one that should here. be a positive for dating. Wow. Did you, there, was a, there was an episode of uh, Sopranos <laughs> where... Where like he's fighting, where Tony's fighting with Carmela, and and they, see, she's like, she she he's mad at her because she she didn't get pulp or something. He's like, she's like, you don't like pulp. He's like, no, I like some pulp. <laughs> Pulp's good. Which which is true. It's like too much pulp is like no, it's a little more the better. But you know, some pulp it's perfect. Oh man, I was a side sleeper. I've unfortunately turned into a stomach sleeper who wakes up with neck pain every day. Funny, that's uh, the exact opposite of me. I was a stomach sleeper. And now I'm a side slash back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I usually yeah, fall asleep on my back and I'll, I'll switch to my side. I hate that I'm, I'm a side. Sleeper. Yeah, I'm side all the way. I'm definitely I, side You know back. what? I nap on my stomach. Who because sleeps in fetal? Oh, oh I mean, I may some lose incessants, let me tell you. Fetal, yeah. <laughs> fetal. Uh, I don't like sleeping be, on my stomach. You sleep it, stomach. Yes, and I hate it, but I always like end up like I can't fall asleep otherwise. It's funny. I nap I on my stomach asleep. because it's less comfortable, so I'll wake back up. I like the having like the pressure on my yeah. Chest. I, I agree. It's with that. comforting. Maybe I should get a weighted blanket though. All right, last one. Last one. hit us. This is even close. <laughs> this is I even mean, close. 
Oh my god. Berkey makes fun of me, but first I'm I actually thought, a phone call person. It, when I Wait. first saw that, I thought it was iPhone versus Android. Oh, that's what I thought it was too. No, no, it's, no. it's, do you text it's phone call. versus text? Yeah. Oh my god. I text. hate people who fucking use the phone. Well, that's here's me. the problem. I we can't even calls. answer this. Why do girls like talking on the phone so goddamn much? I don't know. Berk, it's fun. We can't answer this. We can talk There's about There's two drama. fucking iPhones on this screen. Yeah, you're right. We can't answer this. No, you're right. Get these green bubbles out of here. Yeah, I need an Android for sure. We need an Android. Um, I, I think, yeah, I'm finding more and more females in my life who enjoy the phone conversation and it takes every ounce of my energy to muster it up. You can talk on the phone for hours. I, I just, wow. That was me in high school, actually, but yeah. we didn't have texting. Chatting. I would literally come home from school Chatting and shit. just immediately get on the phone for like two hours. Yeah. I used to do that with like, uh, my first boyfriend ever in, in sixth grade. Oh, we talk on the phone. And then you lost your virginity. No, that was great. <laughs> that was a few years later. I mean, the reason Michelle and I made it is, as long as we did is because she doesn't like to talk on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> no, because like we, we lived. No, because we lived, you know, across the country from each other, and but like at her job, like she would be on the phone like all day talking to patients, and like the last thing she wanted to do when she came home was talk on the phone, right? But we text. She liked to text, so we would. So I'm like, that's perfect for me because I don't like. Yeah, you get to stay in constant communication and space it out. People over couldn't believe that we're like, we, you have a long distance relationship and you guys don't talk. Do you the remember phone. the? Like the, no, but we text constantly. So do you remember the conversation this spurned? Oh, with with Jenny. With Jenny. Yeah. So one of my best friends from home, uh, we were having Christmas Eve at Brian's place, and he was telling her about Michelle. They were they were pretty new at that point, and year, uh, yeah. he was like, "Yeah, we don't talk on the phone," and she was appalled. She's like, "What?" How could you ever have a relationship that doesn't involve speaking She's on the like, phone? like, you guys are going to be done in a month. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, so, so I obviously then start making the case for sexting because it's just like, well, of course, I mean, this is just way, you might way sext better. more than anyone I've ever met. I don't know what you're talking about. That is absolutely <laughs> fundamentally yeah, false. Benji's attention. <laughs> but we, we go down this path of like... Uh, calling versus texting or whatever. And, and Leman and I are laying out the case for texting. And it's so obvious to us. It's like just abundantly clear that this is superior. And she's just pushing back really, really hard. So like a year later, she's in a relationship and she's just like, you know, I tried the texting thing. And I got to tell you, it's incredible. I don't know. It really depends we on the person. We just said nudes all day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like it depends. But to me, I, I get distracted and I'll forget to answer or I just don't really want to carry on a I've conversation. I've been a part of text. too many of your phone conversations as a third party eavesdropper. Yeah. <laughs> and I got to tell you like, how, how that's much have you insufferable... learned about like the female brain from my conversations on the phone? They're always it's, on speaker too. It's, so. it's, it's, it's like watching insanity <laughs> happen before your eyes. Well, we're switching topics like every like 30 seconds They're only or paying 30% so. attention to one another. Yeah, yeah, and we're nobody scrolling ever... on Instagram while yeah. we're talking. No one like, ever oh my stops God, talking though. Like, no, no, no. It, it's insane to me. Well, me like, and Nicole are like both like talkative so as fuck. So. But you're not paying attention to one another. Like you're literally you're, you're trying to find a show on TV while scrolling through TikTok yeah. and talking at the exact yeah, same yeah, time. Yeah. It's just like, how's your brain? fragmented this way <laughs> i wish i could explain to you like the what it feels like to be in my brain but it's literally like there's like 12 
TV channels. Oh, I actually around. envisioned. I envision a monkey with symbols. Yeah. Just <laughs> walking no, 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 and clapping, Wait, and then cool. another one appears and has like a triangle. Yeah, and, and he starts timing it, and, and then a third one appears right. with like a banjo. Uh, no, but it's never that synchronized. Like it's like all over. Sure. I think there's we're, definitely like a monkey dropping shit in between. We're the... all cylinders. <laughs> one's throwing shit in the corner. The other one's like just screaming. Right. right. Panicked, Just, like <laughs> I feel like your brain is similar to that of uh, the hormone monsters in Big Mouth. Yeah, where they're just like either jerking off or angry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, rage, rage, that's me on fucking my rage. No, that's on my period for sure. Yeah, right. that show is yeah, on your period. You're just so... jerking off or you're angry. Exactly, it's one or the other, and there's no in between. That oh, show man. is so not me, and it is one of the funniest things I've ever watched. There's I a love that show. Off of it, yeah, I saw it. It's, yeah. I already watched the entire season. <laughs> It's brutal. I, I get through them in a day, and it's so sad to me because it's like the content is so fucking good, but I don't want to be able to consume it in a day. Like <laughs> either drop it in like quarters so that you you lead me on, or like make the episodes longer. It's just something where I can't watch all ten in one sitting. Yeah, Please. I'm really bad at that. Trick standpoint, not from a. I should be studied for in a psych lab. Right. Yeah. Right. Man, I hope we get to the day where some sort of wearable technology comes out that uh, we can just put on our heads and subtitles will appear. Mm -hmm. So that, oh, like, I, I hope that doesn't happen because oh, be the stuff that happens in here, no one else should know. <laughs> you hear a lot, but that's not even Imagine like it. if instead of subtitles, like it actually just projects an imagery. Like we just be, get to watch this murder scene occur. That would be so much worse, like way, way worse. <laughs> that would be great because at least it'd be open for interpretation, right? You'd we'd, see a we'd lot get to watch the movie of, of your head. people <laughs> and not in a pleasant way. A lot of buttholes. Yeah. A lot of buttholes. Yeah. All right. I, I'm I'm sticking a pin in this one. I can't do this all day. Did we like Conrad's segment? Uh, we it did. Was fun. I yeah, liked why it. Why not? What What was the segment? Good this job, or that? Conrad. I'm not sure what we call that. How did you present what's, it? It's called What's Cracking. One or two. One or two. <laughs> one or two. <laughs> Perfect. One or two. This or that. That's way too well thought out. I went with one or two. One thing, two thing, blue thing, red thing. A or B. <laughs> Um, all right, uh, so one last thing to close on. We do have the Poker Out Loud hand of the week. Uh, this week, it is a hand that Landon plays versus Chris K in a four-bet pot. That's the range that Landon's four-betting from the low jack. Uh, the action that took place was he opened Chris three-bet from the small blind. He clicked four-bet. There are 100 big blinds effective. We see a flop of queen three-five. Landon chooses quarter pot. And you need to tell us which hand of those hands in the purple uh, Landon possesses. Go ahead and leave your guess on the Twitter thread or Instagram thread. And you, if you win, uh, can win $30 off our merch store. Get Suits. a nice shirt like this. Yeah, nice shirt like what Brian's this wearing. A little Poker Out Loud shirt. Very nice. A little swag. Oh, look at that. It's all, that's fire. Yeah, it looks good. Um, suits are going to matter for this one. So make sure you're specific in your guesses uh, because there aren't a lot of hands to choose from. So uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use Suits as a tiebreaker this week. So go on, get on out there and uh, give us your guess. It's a free roll, you know? We're giving away free shit. Also, if you haven't watched this week's Poker Out Loud, it's up and live on solveforwide.io. We'll also have a mastermind coming out in a couple weeks. And tomorrow we are launching a new course built by Michael Lukic. Uh, we'll have a preview for that you either tomorrow or early next week but it's basically an introduction on how to use solvers so for any of you out there who are 
feeling a little overwhelmed with the current technology that's available in the space, Lukic does a great job of giving you a four-part series introducing you how to set up parameters and how to best utilize uh, the market or the industry standard solvers that are available. Um, if you want something more in-depth, he actually just launched a course of his own. It's about 30 hours long as opposed to the four that he did for us. And it gets really into the weeds and how you can best calibrate and utilize solvers to your advantage. So uh, be sure to check that out on our site tomorrow. Um, if you're interested in his course, I think uh, his site is michaellukic.io, but just Google it and it'll pop up otherwise. That's it for us. I think we'll see Chin here tomorrow. Hopefully he's feeling a little bit better. Um, otherwise, what's up? Barbecue Friday. Oh yeah, Barbecue Friday. Be sure to tune in for Brian's barbecue segment tomorrow. We're all pumped for uh, getting some, some dry meats, not some wet meats. Save we'll the wet see. meats for everybody else. We'll see. That's going to do it, guys. Thank you all for joining. Uh, please like, subscribe. It helps the channel grow a ton. We'll see you all tomorrow. Peace. Later.